Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Telltellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Uh, just trying to stay cool. I thought we were going to get a little bit of a longer break, but I guess not. Yep, it's officially July. Yeah, and it's dry. Yep, and it's humid here too, so it's... It's about that time of year where you walk outside and you just start sweating, even if you're walking to your car 20 feet, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I guess, you know, the real trick, right, is that um, there's really kind of, you know, not even like, you know, hatchery trout are available. I mean, trout fishing is kind of pretty much done until the heat breaks, right? Yep. Yeah, pretty much in this area, you know, central Virginia, if you want to fish, it becomes warm water, you know, so you're looking for smallmouth, and that's pretty much the bulk of what people around here are going to be fishing for. Um, and that's good news because, I mean, it's been pretty good so far this year. Um, topwater bite is kicking in, and uh, so, you know, they've been eating on bugs. They've been eating on uh, still, like, uh, retrieved bait fish patterns on the surface. Um, so... You know, it's it's a toasty out there, but definitely it's a, a good time to get out and start fishing. Yeah, it's funny. We were talking before we started recording, and we kind of know that, you know, you're getting ready to get into the groove on the topwater action when you consistently hear cicadas, right? Yep. Yeah, and that's what, uh, it's one of my favorite times of the year. And, and now all of my kids, even my uh, two-year-old, you know, when we go outside, see, they all notice anytime we're going around and hear cicadas out. And uh, you know, in our neck of the woods, it's just the annual cicadas. It's not the one that everybody goes, you know, crazy about. Um, but I, yeah, you know, first started hearing them pretty good this week. Um, so it's only going to increase. And so, um, you know, good time. You can type some of the, like Blaine's foam cicadas, that sort of stuff, or just you know, a popper. Uh, we'll get them. So it's uh, it's definitely a great time to be out there and just be um, enjoying time out on the water. You know taking out a newbie because pretty much bluegill, anything like that, they're going to be smoking anything that hits the surface of the water. So super exciting time to get a kid or, you know, a, a crazy uncle or anything like that, uh, get them into fly fishing just because it is super visual this time of the year. Um, and so, and everything's eaten. So if you go out there just for bluegill and your little local pond in your area, um, you're going to catch fish. So if, if they're around, you know, yeah. And the great thing too, you know, fishing like top waters when we're trying to imitate cicadas and things like that is you don't, to your point, we don't have to be great on presentation. Like they actually do want to smack it down and you don't really have to animate the fly a lot. And, you know, the real trick is basically fishing from the shade into the bank. Yep. And, uh, the other thing too, if you are going out catching a bunch of like bluegill and stuff like that, and again, this is maybe the really experienced thing that's going to be like, why are you talking about bluegill? But you know, there's a lot of people that come into the shop that they just want to go out and catch bluegill. Um, and so one of the things you can do if you are fishing with kids is if you crimp down the barb on some of those poppers, uh, it makes it a little bit easier if you catch a bluegill and they deep throat the bug. Cause that happens all the time. And then you create this like awful scene for, you know, this little kid or whoever, of you trying to just rip this popper out of this fish's mouth. So um, that's something I do, because also if you're fishing with a newbie, you know, sometimes they may cast uh, a little closer to you or uh, to themselves than what you might like. So it gives you just a little pad of uh, insurance in case you do get hit or they get hit, because I've had that happen before, and uh, it's not so much fun, especially when it's like, you know, a little kid that you're taking out fishing and they 
rail you with a fly and then keep trying to wiggle the rod figuring out what's going on so um you know be mindful of that and if you if you do take somebody out um it's a super easy thing to just whack the barb off real quick um you know i do that sometimes i don't do it all the time for smallmouth um but they throw it a lot more and i i don't like losing 20 inch smallmouth but that's just me so <laughs> yeah and i would also say a good idea to wear a baseball cap and absolutely to wear glasses right yeah i have that problem every day though i i wish i could not wear glasses but that's a whole nother <laughs> and, and you know even if you have like little kids i mean you don't need to go get a pair of costas uh for them um you know you can literally just go to lowe's or home depot and get a pair of uh clear safety glasses um because that's uh you know going to the emergency room from the fishing pond is not a fun thing to do yep and the other thing too on like a slightly other note just because i saw the photo today on instagram is um luke uh, martin who he'll probably be stoked that i just said his name but um he just posted a photo of a, a muskie he found floating dead down the james because he weighed fishes downtown all the time um so just be mindful too you know those muskies this time of the year when the water temps get as hot as they're getting now they can't really recover if you catch them and exhaust them um so if you see them out there chilling in those creek mouths just don't cast to them just resist it don't snag them or anything like that because you know if you want to catch a muskie uh, it's a lot easier to do when they actually exist in the river system in the fall um so yeah i mean they've done warm water studies they do all that stuff but most of the people that i know that fish that have caught muskies this time of the year even accidentally I mean, you have to either work forever to revive them or they die. Uh, so it's just, I would completely avoid it if you do go out there and you see them. I know it's super tempting when you see like a 45-inch muskie just cooped up or like three of them sitting there stacked up. Um, but, you know, just be mindful and be considerate of other anglers. Because if you go out there and you start whacking them and you kill all of them, I mean, it's kind of a, a sad day, personally. Um so, yeah, just be mindful of that, too, when you're out, if you're fishing on the James. Yeah, and I wish I could say that's the only report that I've heard of that on the uh, on the James River. Uh, you know, my buddy Blaine was out, I think, uh, over the weekend with his family and found three, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, this isn't, you know, we're not in Wisconsin, and uh, they just don't recover. And, you know, a 40-pound fish takes a little while to grow, right? Yeah, just a couple of years. Learn how to catch gar. That's what you should do. Yeah, there you <laughs> if go. If you want to catch a big toothy critter this time of the year, then uh, learn how to catch some of those gar in the James because they can be pretty exciting. You can catch them on Game Changers. I know guys that have done it. Um, and they, they'll come up and whack at a fly all the time. But um, So, I mean, that's another fun thing to do in the in the summer, especially if you've got like a raft. It's not something I would spend like my whole day focusing on. But if you're floating down the James, you know, and you just have a – six or seven or eight weight rigged up for um catching gar you know then that could be a fun thing when the opportunity presents itself or carp i mean there's all sorts of fun stuff around here so um you know don't get just laser focused on one species this time of the year uh, unless you want to get laser focused on smallmouth you know <laughs> yeah there you go and you know folks we love questions on the articulate fly you can email them to us you can dm us on social media if we use your question i will send you some articulate fly swag we are drawing for something cool from the shop in the season. And uh, I noticed from your Instagram feed, you started doing some tying events. You want to let folks know upcoming events, any sales you got going on in shop hours and all that kind of good stuff, Ethan. Yeah. So shop hours have just been consistent, um, but we have started doing just social tying on Thursday nights um, through the summertime. So 
I know a lot of times what ends up happening in the summertime is, you know, people are out on vacation, that sort of stuff. Um, so rather than doing like a structured class, we're basically just meeting up to uh, tie together and just kind of hang out. So uh, if you watch our calendar, you'll see those dates pop up. Um, so, yeah, it's been a fun time so far. Yeah, there you go. And of course, you're at your same location on Main Street, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, for downtown Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> yeah. And you're open. You're uh, you're still closed on Sundays and Mondays, right? We are. Yep. Well, there you go. That's kind of, I think, everything you need to know. You know, folks, it's hot, but if you change the game up and be sure to leave the musky alone, you should go out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines. Tight lines.